0: Welcome to another edition of the Christian Coach Podcast. We're so glad to have you. Uh, Part of this episode, I am Jim Good, and I'm joined by both co-hosts in the building today, Chad Simpson and Jehan Lemmy. How are you, boys?
1: Hey, Jim. Jim.
0: I hope you're doing well. Uh, We're in 2023. We're just plugging along here. Excited for our our guest, Dave And Before I introduce him, I'm just reminding you, that our mission here at the christian coach podcast is to serve coaches to serve you guys through conversation so you can lead like jesus and dave bentz is just an incredible example of someone who's following god's call and leading on his life he is a sports missionary he's the director of a sports camp in la Carta, trying to say that right uh sports camp up in spain just uh, north of Barcelona. And uh, he's a former athletic director, a former basketball coach, but what an incredible um, calling on his life as him and his wife accepted that call a few years ago. And I know gentlemen, we'll talk about this. Um, the theme that's kind of coming up just in my life and even on the, on the show a little bit is these mission trips and a life-changing um, encounter you can have. So Chad, I know that you have one planned or been on one. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely been a theme. There's been a lot of guests that have come on that have had this big, big jolt in their faith walk from these missions trips. So we just encourage all you coaches to pray about it. Obviously, the finances are, are tough, but God will provide. Timing might be tough. Leaving family might be tough. But if God's leading you, take those steps towards it. Um, but yeah, so for me, I, I got to go uh, to South Asia uh, with the team here in La Last May, and yeah, it was it was a game changer, uh, very eye-opening for me. First time out of the country, third world country, um, and just you see, uh, you show up. Uh, we brought a volleyball to to the beach, and and 20 people flocked to play with us, you know. And so, just sports is just a huge. Uh, it's a universal language, and so we're getting ready to go to Zimbabwe next summer, uh, July 2023. Building a team for that to use tennis to try to share the gospel. Um, so yeah, uh, super. Super excited for those things. What about you, G man?
2: Um, yeah, I just uh, I was sharing with you guys. Um, my family and I are are looking to to go to Mozambique um, here in uh, in July as well, Chad. Um, we've never been outside the country on a mission trip, um, and just looking forward to to serving the missionaries that are currently there. They've been there for over decades um, there, and uh, just being able to help and minister um, to his community i um, just looking forward to that opportunity to just show my kids as well expose them to a new setting um then the entire planet doesn't look like lynchburg virginia because um, that's all they've known and so it uh, i'm looking forward to that as well jim what are some of the highlights on this conversation you had with Vince?
0: well like you said uh what a great guy following his call appreciate you guys sharing your um background with the missions trip so i knew coach Bence when I was 21 years old. So going way back, he was my student teacher when I was doing my internship in St. Petersburg. And so had a relationship with him. And then I got to take my team, my wife, uh, two of my kids to Spain on a mission trip in 2019 and just saw his heart saw his willingness to serve and um, one thing about coach Benz that you'll pick up is he's just a learner a lifelong learner and I'd encourage any of our young coaches that are listening to tap into a mentor, to to surround yourself with people who are older, a little bit wiser. Um, we've heard the quote, you know, don't be afraid to be the dumbest guy in the room. And I go into a lot of rooms and I'm the dumbest guy, but I'm just trying to surround myself with people who know more. So I know you enjoyed the episode with Coach Benz. Um, enjoy. We got an incredible guest with us. I'm going to introduce Coach Dave Bence. How are you, Coach?
3: Doing well, doing well. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for thank you for having me.
0: Oh, uh, excited to have you! And our relationship goes way back, and we'll share some of that in a little bit. But uh, I got to ask, Coach, what time is it? You are in Spain right now, and we're recording I'm this. Spain. 10 30 here eastern standard time here in florida so what time is it for you coach
3: it's 4 30 in the afternoon we're we're six hours ahead of uh eastern time zone
0: all right 4 30 almost time for your uh, little siesta out there right
3: well yeah it's getting close yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> well those who listen to the show coach we always start off with our power question so i'd love to ask you coach what does it mean to you to be a christian coach
3: well, it's an awesome privilege to have coached a lot of years. Uh, as far as my thoughts as a Christian coach is, we're we're using the platform of coaching, maybe in a Christian school or just in a in a Christian setting, to develop young men, young women for Jesus. Uh, you know, a lot of you know, a lot of times you hear coaches uh, that no, aren't necessarily uh, Christian coaches. They, they they want to develop uh, young men, young women through coaching, make them better people, that type of thing. But as far as a Christian coach is, my feeling over the years has been, uh, I just want to use coaching to give them Christian principles, life situations. We have such a privilege, as you know, uh, to be a coach, to be called coach, and it uh, to be able to use that platform and say you're a Christian coach where you're developing more than just uh values, but you're using Christian values. You're trying to, you know, develop young men and young women uh, to be followers of Jesus, closer to Jesus, make disciples, and uh, just use that platform of coaching. It's, it, to me, it's been an awesome privilege for these many years that uh, God has allowed me to, yeah. to be a coach.
0: Well, I love how you use the word and the term privilege, and I consider myself is- a privilege definitely to have been a coach, and you have done it. Um, our listeners are learning and some of them are in the same situation. We're we're coaching life, uh, and not just our sport. It's just a platform. Absolutely. So, right. Awesome. Right. Tell us a little bit, coach, growing up, man. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? What was it like? Uh, eight, nine, ten-year-old Dave Vince. <laughs>
3: uh I'm born and raised in Byland, New Jersey. Okay. Uh, mom and dad Christians. I had a brother, one brother, uh, but I'll tell you, it's, you know, I was, I guess a lot of people will say they grew up in a Christian home. Mm -hmm. I did. My uh, parents, very conservative, uh, taught me great values. Um, You know, it was, uh, it was, it was a privilege to be Mm -hmm. in a Christian home. Uh, I accepted Jesus as my savior uh, when I was about 10 years old through just, uh, you know, the testimony of Sunday school teachers, my parents and everything. And and I remember the day when I was 10 years old when I accepted mm-hmm. Jesus as my Savior. And, and uh, uh, so, you know, it's it's been a journey. Yep. Uh, I'm a little bit older now. So. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just uh, I, I'm uh, married. I, I We just celebrated 50 years of marriage. Oh, congratulations. January.
0: Congratulations.
3: Yeah. I, I know. I, I, I look like I got married when I was five years old. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Definitely. So, well, you mentioned it was a journey. As you think back on that journey, um, professionally, you know, growing up, athletes, uh, as an athlete, as a coach, what are some maybe lessons that you learned on that journey that you can share with our listeners?
3: I think just, just, uh, you know, as 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 far as my journey, um, I played a lot of sports
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, growing up. I, I went to a Christian high school. Uh, when Christian high schools were just kind of getting started. Yeah. And this is back in the early 70s, uh, late 60s, early 70s, and uh, Christian schools just getting started. We, I didn't have the privilege of playing for really, a, I never played for a, a, a basketball coach. And, uh, you know, so whatever I know about coaching basketball, um, I kind of have learned on my own and taught myself <laughs> through everything. But Probably you know, wasn't just, no,
0: probably wasn't no
3: YouTube drills you
0: can look up either, huh? No,
3: I, you know, <laughs> I, I just, the, the way, yeah, we, you know, as a young coach, man, I'd go to so many clinics, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, get, uh, tapes, you know, the VHS tapes oh, yeah. and things like that, you know, but man, now you, you find out everything on YouTube. It's, right, it's right. It's amazing. So, so.
0: Well, let me ask you this, um, you know, stops in your career. I know you former athletic director, former basketball coach, taught some PE, which I I believe a lot of our listeners can relate to that at the high school level, middle school level. Um, And, you know, you were at Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Virginia. Uh, We met in Florida. We'll share a little bit about that. But as you were on these different, you know, stops and maybe um, moments of your career, uh, looking back, how did you grow throughout your career as an administrator, as a coach, as a teacher, as you kind of grew in the profession? How do you think you've grown or what specifically, you know, lessons that you can share in that growth?
3: Well, as I, you know, as I was uh, a young uh, coach coming right out of college, I got a head job right out of college, Cedarville University, uh, 22 years old and those poor kids that, you know back then when I was 22 I didn't know hardly anything they were the guinea pigs and I yeah. was learning on them but you know I think in each area uh, I had the 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 thought of never stop learning
0: mm, so good
3: uh, I didn't have the privilege of playing uh, basketball high school or college basketball uh, for a coach so I needed I needed to learn the game I needed to learn So I just worked hard, read videos, went to clinics, things like that. So but each stop, uh, I coached uh, uh, in Virginia, then Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Florida, and uh, different stops, and all in Christian schools. Started Mm. in 1975, and uh, actually the last basketball game I coached was in 2012 when God called us to the mission field, which Mm. I guess we'll get into in a little bit. But, um, you know, just all along the way... Never, never stop learning. Never mm. stop wanting to improve. I think if you, mm. you know, if if you've, if you just kind of say you've arrived, yeah. I think that's, that's when it's all over for you. So that is that's what I've learned. One, yeah, one big that, thing.
0: That is gold right there, coach. And I hope our listeners are tuning into that. Never stop learning. You know, I had a coach tell me, you know, when you are through learning, you are through.
3: Yeah. And just that's the tough, idea
0: true. of just being a lifelong a uh, learner again we're with coach Dave Bentz, uh currently serving as the sports director at Larcada trying to say that right uh, that's correct yeah. at camp uh in Spain just outside of Barcelona we're going to get to that in a little bit he's a former athletic director uh basketball coach um let me kind of uh piggyback off of that those lessons uh, mentorship leadership and i love asking um some of our guests this question what advice coach would you give maybe that 25 year old coach he's just starting just like you you were coming out of Cedarville great school by the way Um, oh, yeah. and maybe the advice you'd give to the 45 year old coach you know he's kind of settling in his career and then you know the 65 year old coach he's getting ready to kind of closer to me yeah <laughs> yeah he's wrapping up shop a little bit but I think our listeners, we have that wide range of, you know, rookie coaches, uh, middle of the road, and then some that may be, you know, getting ready to retire from the profession. So what advice would you give them?
3: I think as for the young coach, the coming out of school, again, be willing to learn, work hard. Hmm. Uh, You know, you're probably not going to get a head job somewhere, but you're going to work under somebody and, and just try to learn as much as you can. Uh, you know, if this is the true calling for you. You, you, the kids that you coach deserve your best
1: and never, you know,
3: never, never stop learning. Um, you know, the, I think, uh, to develop, you know, in, in reality, as a young coach, you got to have a develop a a thick skin in -hmm. a lot of ways, because, you know, when you get in coach in middle school, you coach in high school, a lot of times parents are involved you've just you know not happy sometimes with the way that you're using their kids yeah uh, you know in a game and so i think you have to be just real certain of what you're doing develop a thick skin you do your best and mm-hmm. and uh you know that's it's just part of the deal now right and, and you know for a 45 year old coach who's kind of maybe been coaching for 15 20 years um you know they're it's it's something where I, I think you're probably going to be have some uh, younger coaches under you, and and you I think it's important to develop younger coaches so they can go out and you you're replicating yourself as you go out and maybe some of your JV coaches come go out uh, who have just come out maybe like you uh, you're come just coming out of out of college and you know you're just learning and and uh, I think it's it's so important to give and and to the people that are working with you and through your program and everything. And I think also just, you know, as for the older coach, uh, again, again, you, you haven't, we haven't learned at all. We don't know everything. You never stop learning. Yeah. Never stop learning and, and, uh, finish strong. Oh. Uh, don't just coast, don't coast to the goal line. Yeah. You know, when, when it's your time to, you know, t- hang up the whistle, you know, just, I, I think that you've, you ended strong and, and, uh, you can, you can look back and say, and and look back at your career and, you know, say that, that you did your best, and yeah. I think it's through these different stations in life, you can, yeah. you can help people all along.
0: Great, great advice, great insight, I appreciate you sharing that, and like Coach said, we met, I was 21, uh, I was doing my student teaching, so I was getting ready to graduate from Clearwater Christian College, I was studying physical education, and, Coach Benz was at Northside Christian as the uh, head boys varsity coach, basketball, right. PE mm-hmm. teacher. And right. I, I, we were talking off air and I'm sharing it, Coach, that second day, second day of student teaching, I'm 21. Coach Bince leaves a note on his desk and says, Jimmy, I'm out sick. We don't have a sub. You got this. <laughs> I was like, what? I got this? You talk about throwing me in
3: the fire, Coach. But well, to all your listeners, you know, by day, by first day, you, I could see you are something special. You had this. Oh, you took guys, but it's still that doesn't that doesn't excuse what I did to you. So oh, that's
0: awesome. That we'll we'll take that one to the grave. Great story. Hey, all the kids survived. We had no major catastrophe. So I don't that's know who right, the head yeah. head of school was back then, but we made it. We made it. <laughs>
3: Let's That's do this,
0: funny. coach. Let's transition. I, I know you were involved, like you said, um, Christian education, um, 35 years, I believe. Um, 37
3: years, seven, 30, 1975 70. to 2012.
0: Awesome career. Appreciate your faithfulness. You're a role model to me, a mentor. But then 2009, I believe that was the year and God had something else for you. Uh, share a little bit about that calling on your life, what you do where you're at, what the ministry is all about, so our listeners are familiar with that.
3: Okay. Um, In 2009, I went on a a mission trip to Spain, to this Mm -hmm. camp, and they have many different themed weeks. One of them was basketball, and I was asked to be a guest coach, and so we went over for two weeks on a short-term mission trip. Well, we went back in 2010. We went back in 2011, and we, you know, we we started uh, getting to know all the leadership there. We we saw the the spiritual darkness that envelops the country of Spain. And uh, in 2012, uh, the leaders of the of the camp, the directors of the camp, asked us, uh, you know, and they and they've had basketball camp there since 1995. So it's that was the only sport they had. The Phoenix Suns actually built the, the basketball courts oh, wow. uh, for, for Camp Larkada over there, but in, in, they wanted more. So
0: mm.
3: as they got to know me, they, they saw my background in, in coaching many different sports, developing sports programs. and uh, they asked if we would consider becoming a full-time missionary, selling your home, selling your car, Ooh. and, and uh, leaving, leaving and, and moving to Spain, raising support and that i'll tell you jim that was not in in my thought process you know my ministry was christian school athletics right you know developing young men with teaching christian principles and to go to another country uh and use what i've done for those 37 years now in a ministry where it's mostly non-christian kid they're very turned off to anything spiritual over there so Cindy, my wife and I uh, prayed, prayed about it. And and we, uh, we said, Okay, we're going to do this and, and uh, this was late 2012. And then uh, by 2014, we uh, have raised our support, got on a mission field. And now we're living in Spain, we have lived here almost over eight years now, and uh, which doesn't seem possible. So I, I if I'd have stayed in coaching, if I'd have stayed in this would have been my 48th year coaching basketball, but wow. the last 10 years I've been a missionary over here. And uh I'll well, tell you it's just it's been such a blessing to be able to be over here. And uh uh we now have six different sports. We have tackle football, flag football, basketball, volleyball, cheerleading, mountain biking, and and wow. and, and uh, we're using it for one reason. We're, is to give these kids who have never heard the gospel mm. a chance to hear the gospel. So wow. we really like to have American coaches come over and help us because we like to make, you know, when these kids come to, when the Spanish kids come to a, a, a sports camp at Larcada, La what attracts them are basically three things. The fact that we will have American coaches, all our, our coaches will be Americans. We'll also have, uh, American players that come over, um, mm. high school age, uh, players in that sport to come over and they will be campers with the Spanish kids. And the third thing is, is we speak English all week. And, mm. uh, so that's what attracted them. That,
0: that is amazing coach. And I see, I see the passion you still have in your eyes and in your voice and just the emotion. <laughs> and I, I compliment you for your faith journey and story. I mean, you you had to you had to get out of the boat and I can relate to this yeah. and it's that's tough. I yeah, you you know yeah. it's it's that faith step and trusting God because it's definitely something we don't have on our list or our agenda. And that's right. when you know that's from God. That's higher and that's a calling and man, I got to experience you in action and I know Man, several years you were trying to get me to come on a trip, and I've been on missions trips, and I love them. They're life-changing. I encourage all of our listeners, coaches, if you have an opportunity to go on a trip, uh, man, we support it. But Coach Benz, you kept reaching out to me, and I said, man, the time's not right. Time's not right. And then finally, the time was right. And then so 2019, I got to take my high school team, my wife, two of my kids, and, Coach, we had a blast. That was an amazing experience, and our theme, <clears throat> more than basketball.
3: Right, I remember as,
0: that. As you, as you um, kind of uh, have this opportunity to share a little bit, what would you say to that coach that maybe is thinking about a trip, whether it's with you or another organization, sure. um, how do they go about that, maybe even connecting with you or the process that goes with that?
3: Right. Well, you know, our main thrust – is our summer camps, and we offer two mission trips, two 12-day mission trips. First one's in late June, uh, and we offer, and and the three sports that we offer, basketball, uh, mountain biking, and flag football. Then we have a second 12-day mission trip, and that's where we offer tackle football, cheerleading, and volleyball,
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
3: and basically what it is, it's a summer camp. You're going to summer camp, and uh, we need, we don't need just coaches and players, we need people who will be counselors, uh, uh, work in the kitchen, uh, help us with the high ropes, the activities, uh, we need musicians because we have worship time, and uh, it's, it's really an awesome uh, mission trip, and the purpose of it is to use sports to get these kids the gospel, because I mean, real quickly, less than 1% of Spain knows Christ as Savior, less wow. than 1%. Wow. almost 90 percent of cities and towns in Spain don't have one church that preaches the gospel there are thousands mm-hmm. of small towns without a born-again Christian wow this place is an, this country is an unreached people group and and I'll, I'll give you an example that I don't know if I talked to you this about yet Jim but we we something happened this year in in both our our sports camp the two the two mission trips we had about a total in the between the two trips of about a hundred 75 spanish athletes in the six different sports we had about a total of 50 americans Mm -hmm. come over between the two the two trips that we had we had over 60 kids ask for a bible over one-third of the kids asked for a bible we had a group a large group on in the at seven o'clock in the morning asked to to for a bible study because these kids in this country have never seen a Bible. They don't want, you know, they, they don't want anything to do with spiritual things. And uh, I think maybe COVID has a little bit to do mm. with, with, you know, they know we're a Christian camp. They know the Americans are different. So when they came in, they had, they had questions right away. Uh, Ten kids between the two camps accepted Christ the Savior. Mm. And that, you know, maybe in African countries or, you know, some of the other countries, you know, those numbers aren't great but for Spain that, that's amazing that that's amazing we had a lot of our spanish volunteers tell me that they've never seen anything like this but mm. it was the holy spirit that was just that used these american coaches these you know we had a lot of staff who were not sports related at all they you know they were counselors they were helping with activities you know a family coming over and dad's working as a coach maybe or in maintenance mom helping in the kitchen their kids are campers or counselors and just the way God used that w- was amazing. So uh,
0: that's incredible. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it shows me the power of coaches, the power right. of sports and right. people like you, when God calls to be obedient, to be used by God. And that's that's our reward right there, coach, man. Right. I, age, I, you know, those numbers, just one. I mean, the angels are rejoicing when one right. soul. Is yeah. converted and he's using you. So I'm I'm proud to know you. I'm proud of what you're doing. I uh, I seen firsthand you and your wife and just the the amount of time, effort, energy that goes into man a major life transition and change, uh, new country, and you're yes, just new language, new two language. New languages over here. Well, let me ask you this, Coach. As you made that transition from the states to Spain, what were some of those challenges that you faced and you still face a little bit
3: well yeah we're going to a an area of spain we're way up in northeast spain uh, our region is catalonia and uh they have their they all you know everybody here speaks spanish but to spain but catalan people have their own languages mm-hmm. and it's you know basically totally different it's more related to france or french because we're, we're so close to france so you know just learning the language the culture yeah. Uh, it, it, you know thing I'm a builder when I you know when I uh, built athletic programs in Christian schools you know I'm you know I'm, I'm aggressive I want to get things done over here lifestyle a little different you know <laughs> I love it because it you know the lifestyle is uh, you know slows, in the afternoon, slows you down but, yeah. a little bit right tranquilo tranquilo is yeah. the word you know <laughs> but then trying to build something is in it's a little frustrating yeah time I got but, uh, You know, God's God's got us where He wants us, and you know, let let me also give a, you know, we we do these summer camps, uh, and and we need all types of people to come. But what you came on uh, in two thousand nineteen was was a uh, Goodwill Games mission trips. That's how we promote mm. our basketball camp and our volleyball camp. We bring over Christian school teams whenever your spring break is uh it's a Saturday to Saturday, but when you get over here, we take care, we give you a uniform and uh coaching shirts, we take care of you uh the whole time. And every night we go into a different athletic club and we play a goodwill game. Mm-hmm. And after the game, we we always have food. Uh it's called the Pika Pika over here. Pika and Pika. So we, share, <laughs> we, you know, and then we've we've trained and taught this American players. That that uh, to invite them to come to summer camp because on a goodwill game, you're with a Spanish kid for for two hours. Yeah. And you're with them maybe an hour after the game. So you haven't developed a relationship. They don't know you. They if the, if you start talking about Jesus to them right away, they'll think you're a cult. They won't yeah. listen to you. But if you just invite them, we call them seed planting mission trips. Mm-hmm. Just plant the seed yeah. to come to summer camp and, and it's worked. We have a football clinic. We we do a weekend football clinic in Barcelona. First time we did this, we had five American coaches, and we opened it up to all the fo- American football players, uh, any age in, in Barcelona. We for a one day clinic. The first clinic, we had 400 players show up in full pads, ready to learn from American. <laughs> now we now we get it to the ages where it's like 12 through 18, and we have about 150. Or 175. So that you know that's just so it's not just about a summer camp right. where we need, you know, uh, but we need what we need to promote our summer camps by doing this, and it's just proven over the years to be the best way. Yeah. American players talking with Spanish players and getting them them yeah. to talk to each other, and it's worked. And your guys, your yeah. guys are tremendous. Um, How many okay. your guys were saying were were uh, signing autographs? Yeah. You they know, were the little Spanish kids after the game, were, you know, it's just the American team, you know? They
0: were thought. loving it coach, man, the, the mission, the vision of what you guys are doing. And like you go on these missions trips and you end up leaving and you're the one who's touched. You're the one That's who's, blessed. you're the one who's changed. And our guys, we took eight players, My wife, my my youngest son was our ball boy. We'll get together now at dinner. We don't talk about some of the games. We talk about that trip still, Coach. We talk about experiences. It was life-changing. So I love it. I'm a supporter. And any listeners, man, if you are interested in a missions trip, check out Coach Bentz and possibility of going to Spain. Man, this has been awesome, Coach. We're going to get ready to kind of wrap up shop a little bit. Um, let me give
3: them, let me give them the website where they okay. can get information. Yep. Uh, it's just my last name, Vince.org. And my last name is B as in boy, I N T Z, Vince.org. Awesome. They can, I they get you, all the info and contact me and
0: everything. I encourage them to
3: check that out.
0: Here's what we like to do coach uh, rapid fire. Okay. Yes. So here we go. First thing that comes to your mind, I got simple yes or no, or your favorite. And you just tell me what comes to your mind. You got a minute. Okay. okay. All right. Here we go. Your favorite snack or junk food? Uh, pizza. Nice. Your go-to restaurant in the United States?
3: Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> uh, Chipotle. Chipotle.
0: Oh, nice. Chipotle. Okay. Favorite sport to watch? Uh, pro uh, NFL. NFL. All right. Favorite sport to play? Baseball. Baseball. All right. A uh, sports car or truck?
3: uh you're gonna laugh at me but elantra n oh okay and elantra N. you look it up and it's a sports car and a car
0: i know you're a car guy man (laughs) all right cabin in the woods or beach house beach house all right you better check with cindy you got to be on the same Uh, yeah she's the cabin (laughs) in
3: the woods and uh she usually wins
0: (laughs) uh favorite ice cream
3: uh chocolate there you go
0: favorite cereal uh cocoa pebbles. Oh, you do got that chocolate streak in you there. Yes, I do. I'm All right, last two favorite Bible verse.
3: Uh Galatians
0: 2.20. Mm, good one.
3: All right, last
0: but not least, what is one word your wife would describe you as? Oh, <laughs> watch. <give> me this. <laughs> uh
3: still uh Boyish. I just, boyish. I'm still
0: a boy. <laughs> oh, there you go. I think a lot of us as coaches, our wives could probably uh, describe us that way. Yeah. Oh, coach, this was great. I enjoyed connecting with you again. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, let's do this. We're going to close in prayer. What specifically can I pray for?
3: Well, I think as, as we go back to the United States, we're leaving in one week. We okay. Every year we go back for three months and we're speaking in Christian schools and and uh churches and we're recruiting we're recruiting people to come over and help us so that's a big recruit and um you know we're as as in the next probably two years or so we're going to transition back to the united states okay we've got we've got uh, a young man who probably take over the summer camps for us and we'll put more time into recruiting okay uh and getting americans to come over so really i think those two things perfect well let's close in prayer huh coach
0: God, thanks for an incredible conversation. Thank you for Coach Bince, his family, his wife Cindy. Lord, what they're doing over there in Spain, and man, their testimony of um, being obedient, being faithful to your calling on their life. Lord, thank you for the connection that we were able to make so many years ago. Thank you for his mentorship, leadership in my life, um, being able to uh, serve alongside of him, and just watch him and his uh, testimony, his growth, his mentorship, Lord. Thank you for this podcast and how we could, um, connect individuals and coaches as they try to lead more like Jesus pray for specifically coaches request about traveling here in a few weeks and coming to the United States and recruiting and, um, just, uh, you have the right teams, the individuals, the personnel that could make this trip. So just pray for those, um, contacts also in the next few years as they transition and move back to the States and, um, Just kind of work in their life as they go through that stage and that opportunity. Again, thank you for who you are, the opportunity we have to serve you. We ask this all in your name. Amen.
2: Amen.
1: Amen. I really loved that episode. Um, Yeah, hearing from Dave, hearing his heart. And there's a a point um, near the end where I started to hear his uh, just passion for the Spanish uh, people and the nation, when he said, you know, less than 1% are, are born again believers, Um, you could hear like, man, that's exactly why he needs to be placed there because he has this passion from, from God. Um, So that was really inspiring for me to hear. And I just loved his encouragement as a young coach to think, never stop, never stop learning. And then he just had a quote and just said, your kids or talking about his players, his students, your, your players deserve your best. Um, and just that that work ethic and and laboring um, trying to give your your students the best experience possible as a coach but those are those are a few of the highlights that I took away from this one
0: good stuff Chad great insight Um, coach Bench. just a mentor role model in my life of faithful not not just to his comfort zone but I applaud him for stepping out of his his fishbowl getting comfortable with being uncomfortable going to a You talk about, you know, a major transition, going to a new country, learning a new language, him and his wife. And just, um, man, I just applaud him for accepting God's call on his life. We just celebrated Christmas a few weeks ago. I had four of the players that went on that trip in my living room, and we talked about that trip. We talked about the highlights. We talked about... Um, The experiences, and I know these missions trips are just incredible, life-changing experiences. So really enjoyed Coach Benz taking the time to be with us. Jim, what you got?
2: This was really good, really good. It just makes me, listening to him um, and all the other guests that we had, is just thankful to be a part of this uh, podcast with you guys, just being able to find and learn. If I had a podcast by myself, I would never have found Coach Benz, you know? Or Brad McCarty, probably um, from last week. It's just been been incredible to just hear the stories, hear the hearts of these coaches. Um, they're not perfect, and I think sometimes we, you know, we put on a put coaches on a pedestal and be like, oh, he has, you know, he's won ten cha- national championships and they they have it all together. But I'm just so thankful that the coaches have been humble, have been honest with us, and showing that they have the same struggles that we do. Um, like we talked last week, we're, you know, coaching is hard and 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 they really make that visible for us all to to understand and and to to understand that we're all in this together that our struggles someone else has already faced them as well Um, and that's why we have this podcast so that we can have these conversations and show the world of coaches that they're not alone um, but also to always focus like we always finish the episodes that that the mission field is right where they're at and so just so thankful to be to be a part of this podcast
1: yeah, and, and for all you coaches listening, just one way that you guys can help serve other coaches is just by spreading this podcast. Um, just hit the share button, uh, rate it, review it. Um, that'd just be a huge blessing and gift to us. Um, and and yeah, we uh, we end this every every episode the same way, and because we believe it with our whole hearts. But the mission field truly is the mission field is right where you're at.